assumption always is that everyone is doing the best they can with mm-hmm. what they have. Welcome to Women of the Northwest. Isn't this exciting to see how many amazing women there are right there in each of our communities? People that we can look up to or people that we just think are ordinary, but they are doing so many amazing things with their lives. Let's get ready for episode 42. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. This is Jan Johnson, your host. Let's welcome Cindy Sapp. Hello, everybody. This is Jan Johnson, your host of Women of the Northwest, where I get to interview interesting, fun, extraordinary women. Today's guest is Cindy Sapp. Hello. I'm (laughs) so glad to be here. It is really fun. Yeah. Gosh, summer's almost over. It really is. (laughs) I'm ready for a little bit of rain. I, you know... Yes, definitely, definitely rain. Have I told you about how we live on a farm and our water system is reliant on rain? On rain, yes. Actually, yes. we haven't run out this year. You We've haven't? had years where we have. We've gotten we got close a couple weeks ago. Mm. I was like, yeah, no one's doing laundry for a little bit. Yeah, or don't water too much, even though you really think you need yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just pretty dry out there, but a little bit of rain would be nice. But then clear up the next day, and we'll be good. Yeah, no, I'm okay with like a little rain and then it clearing off for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Huh? Hey, what'd you do fun this summer? Oh my gosh, this summer was the best summer ever. So my husband and I decided that we're going to be world travelers. You haven't traveled before? Um, I traveled a little bit in college, but with Mike in the military, he was always the one traveling and then I was the one at home. So we decided we were going to be world travelers and we started with a trip to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Mm. And we just went to an all-inclusive resort and we had opportunities to do like excursions, but we didn't. We just sat at the pool (laughs) (laughs) and just swam and enjoyed the sun and walked on the beach. And it was exactly what both of us needed, which was so like, we were not expecting that. We thought we'd get bored, but our bodies just needed rest. If you'd have gotten bored though, you could have gone snorkeling or gone on a little boat. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And Playa del Carmen, our hotel is like right next to um, something called Fifth Avenue. Mm -hmm. And so there's like, it's just goes on for blocks and blocks and it's all this shopping. So we did do that a couple times and that was fun, but we really just rested our bodies and spent time with each other and ate delicious food and had conversations that, you know, we hadn't been able to have in a while. Yeah. And there were no interruptions. It was glorious. I cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> I think that's why they stay in business season. <laughs> yes, seriously. Seriously. What was your favorite food? Um, so I, they had food from all over the world, right? There was a little Mediterranean restaurant and there was an Asian restaurant. There were, my favorite was the Mexican. Yeah. I like just loved authentic Mexican food. They had a restaurant right at the resort and, you know, we went several times and had enchiladas and like beautiful Mexican desserts and we're already planning our next trip. <laughs> Where's your next trip going to be? Um, so we are going to, we're going to do a short little Vegas trip in November. Okay. Uh, because Mike loves 
Vegas. And then I think we're going to try over spring break to go to Washington, D.C. and see the cherry blossoms. Yeah. We're really hoping that they are, we know they're finicky, but we're really hoping um, that they will be in bloom. Both of us have gone separately Uh for work, but we've never gone together. Right. We think there's so much to see in D.C. And so much to see. All the Smithsonian's are free. And yeah, so we're going to do that. Spring break will be crowded. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then next summer we're gonna road trip with our puppy oh. to um the Rocky Mountains Ooh, and meet nice. up some with some friends in Colorado. So yeah. But yeah. we've got we've got Ireland on our list and Australia uh-huh. on our list and it's going to be great. I'm excited to fill up my passport. That is really fun. Really fun. Um my son just had a baby and he just sent a photo of his first passport photo and i'm thinking where is he even going that he needs a passport yet he's uh, like two weeks old oh my goodness (laughs) i love that so much (laughs) but i'm sure it's gonna be filled with all kinds of i love that places yeah people who travel with babies they're something special i didn't know you had to have a passport for a baby but I, I, guess, I guess you do. That's a thing. Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> so what was that like? Gosh, you've been a military wife all this and mom all for many years. Yeah. When Mike and I met, he was in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Air Force Reserves. Mm-hmm. And so he's always been kind of affiliated with the military. And at that time, that was in like 1995, 1996. Mm-hmm. So pre 9-11. Right. Um, so at that time, it was truly just one weekend a month, two weeks a year. Um, and then we got married in 97. And um, shortly after that, he switched from the Air Force Reserves to the Air National Guard. Mm. And a lot of people don't know that the Air National Guard is a thing. Yeah. Um, but it's very similar to the Army National Guard. It was um, started in a very similar way, but with more air support to support local communities. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but on 9-11, everything changed. Right. Right. Um, so we went from one week and a month to and two weeks a year to these military members are mm-hmm. being deployed to fill the gaps mm-hmm. of the active mm-hmm. duties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's always been since our babies were little that he was going on these deployments for four five, six months, mm-hmm. probably every other year. I think we figured out by the time Chelsea was 18, he had deployed nine times. That's half of her half years. of her life. Yeah, half yeah. of her life. Like so so when he would take off, and of course um that was across the world. It wasn't oh, yeah. even like in the States. Yeah. Still. And then um were you able to what was your communication ability like? So very early on, like in the early two thousands, um, it was really emails. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. we would email each other. Um, and then a, an occasional phone call, depending on where he was mm-hmm. and like the service that mm-hmm. he was able right. to access. Eventually, social media came on board. And so he was able to like see pictures on social media and we could send him things through like Messenger. That totally changed things. Then. Yeah. Yeah. You have to share your life. Absolutely. So, and like we didn't, I, at first, I think I did some handwritten letters, but like I had babies, right? right. So <laughs> to like stop everything as I'm working full time and parenting full time um, and running a household, 
to write a letter, it was a lot. But being able to shoot off short little messages on Mm -hmm. social media really helped a whole lot. Yeah. We didn't get to do a lot of, like, FaceTime kind of things, like Uh video chat, um, mostly because on his end, the service just wasn't wasn't. reliable Uh enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And the kids, it was interesting. Our kids did not want to see him on video. Oh. Like it, it distressed them. Oh. Which is interesting, right? Huh. You'd think that they'd be excited to yeah. see dad, but for our kids, they preferred just like getting letters and hearing huh. through email. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 How were you able to manage things? Basically as a single parent, I mean, you're living on a farm. You had things go wrong or needed things. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was one weekend when he was deployed where the dishwasher died. And then the next day, the washing machine died. Of course. And I was walking downstairs to the basement where the water heater is, and it was gushing water all within, like, I want to say 48 hours. Um, So the way I handled it is I got really good at asking for help. Yeah. Right? Like, um, there were several people who said, call us if you need anything. And that's a hard thing, right? Like, because do you really mean that I can actually call you if I need anything? But I did at that point because I couldn't. There was nothing I could do mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd have people come over and fix things. We have an amazing neighbor who, yeah. like, installed a dishwasher for me. And, like, he brought his son over and they, like, you know, replumbed my house. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And then, yeah. you know, we had friends who show up with Ziploc bags full of meals. Uh-huh. I think that you did that for us <laughs> once. Like, so we really had to rely on our neighbors mm-hmm. and our community to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I wonder about, um, you know, just general people who are not living that type of life. What are the things that we as neighbors should look out for, for military families that, <laughs> that could be help us to be better neighbors? You know, I think that for me, there's really like a loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, it, I was home with two kids right? and running all of it on my own. And if I hadn't had people regularly check up on me because I simply didn't have it in me for you to, to reach initiate. out, yeah. I just didn't, mm-hmm. I was, I was completely spent, but to have people call and say, let's go for a walk yeah. or Come over for coffee uh-huh. or I'm showing up your, at your house and we're doing laundry together. Those kinds of things like are so much better than just saying, let me know if you need anything yeah, yeah, because, because people, yeah, the needs are not going to, and, well, and you and, aren't going to say, Hey, you know, I'm feeling really lonely. So I'm going to give you a call. Well, when you're lonely, you don't feel like reaching exactly, out. You don't be exactly. 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 And I think that other pieces like, there's a time right before deployment um, that the military experts refer to as pre-deployment. And there's a time after the member comes home post-deployment. Mm-hmm. And to me, those are actually some of the hardest parts of mm-hmm. that whole cycle because in pre-deployment, you know, you're finalizing wills and you're making sure everything's in order. And like, you're actually thinking about what if my person doesn't right. come home? And so, um, having people who stepped up and like took our kids Mm -hmm. for a weekend so that we could have time together and, you know, we're okay with us, you know, really being hyper-focused on each other. And then that period of transition home, we went from, you know, me running the entire household for months to suddenly Mike's in the house and he's trying to help. And that transition of me having to hand things over. Yeah. Yeah. It's so tricky. So I think, 
besides just that period of time where the person is gone, mm-hmm. thinking about how this family needs support before and after, invite mm-hmm. them over for dinner, take their kids out to the park or yeah. something. Yeah, and give a break. Yeah. yeah. How was that for your kids um, when he would come home and then all of a sudden dad is home and whatever? I mean, was he able to just step into parenting or was there kind of a, you know, I think- what was that like? I think it was harder at first when they were little. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's kind of tricky, right? Because little kids, they'll, they'll, they're up for anything. So Besides when, that, with little kids, then they grow so much and change right. so much yeah. in six months or a yeah. year. Yeah, so they were always very excited to have him home. They always wanted to share everything. And he, both of us were really good. We got really good at kind of transitioning that power back, mm-hmm. um, slowly handing things back. And we just communicated. So like, I would say, okay, are you ready to take over bedtime routine? Or are you ready to do this part? And he would communicate, yes, I am ready or no, uh-huh. I want you to keep that for now. Uh-huh. Um, if there was always a period of like more him observing like the first few mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. you know, he'd observe or he'd notice that the lawn hadn't been mowed in weeks. Um, so he'd go out and do that. And so, yeah. you know, he was kind of so his presence, like he built it like mm-hmm. it, it kind of a gradual release sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was tricky. To, yeah. Especially as they got older, because then he'd miss significant parts. Right. Of their life. Right. Um, so we had to maybe really make sure when we were communicating while he was gone that he knew all of the important things so right. that he could come back and be like, oh, how is basketball? Yeah, or right. How was... So he knew what to ask. Right, exactly. But now then, you know, you could do videos of your you kids could. doing things Absolutely. too. So at least Absolutely. you could share the moment. Yeah, yeah. Know, where it's, you couldn't before. It's true. You know, he missed, um, he deployed in November 2019 and then got stuck over there when mm. the pandemic hit. And so mm. he missed Micah's yeah. graduation. Um, but thankfully, because of the pandemic, you know, it was yeah. all on video. Right. And he was able to record himself with a congratulatory oh. thing that they included in the graduation. It was, yeah. <laughs> a little, it was a, a little, little emotional. Yeah. yeah. That would be a um, emotional. I would have to say that Micah's graduation was probably the first really significant event that oh. he missed while deployed. Yeah. He missed a lot of Christmases, and but yeah. no, like... This is a life. Right. Right. The one time. Yeah. The one time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And so now is he, he's retired now or no? So no. So he, um, as an Air National Guard, he does have the one weekend a month, two weeks a year. Um, But about, well, when we moved to the coast, so probably almost 15 years ago, he got a job as it's called a technician. So he goes to work Monday through Friday in a uniform doing the exact Mm -hmm. same job he does on the weekend. Um, But the Department of Defense pays him. So it's, you know, a a different bucket that the money comes out of. Yeah. Um, so he's doing that, uh, the, he has been rated a hundred percent disabled and mm-hmm. we are just kind of waiting on the military to catch up and agree yeah. that he's done serving, yeah. um, and excuse him. So yeah, yeah he'll be retired really soon. We really hope. soon. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know because Eric, uh, Ed was in the reserves too. So he'd do his couple of, yeah. His, yeah. Um, and then nine eleven, and he's going, uh, they might call me. And I'm thinking, oh, there was a significant <laughs> yeah. shift. I remember the Sunday after nine eleven, um, we were in church and, you know, there was definitely a different vibe in church that day. And we went home and he was like, 
everything's going to change. Yeah. And it really did. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, it didn't, you know, but it was like, ah, you yeah. leave me with 10 kids. And like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would have. Yeah. You, know, because you would you have. You would have. You and do. it's interesting because people will say, you know, I don't know how you do it. But like, if you one were in that situation, you would have done it. Yeah. You do one day at a time. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, this whole last couple of years has been so crazy in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Seriously. But I noticed that one thing that you are amazing at is um, what you what you post on Facebook and just your encouraging words or just telling. It seems to be your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> well, that started like, I want to say maybe five years ago. I was um, like, I it was probably when during one of the deployments and I was just cranky. I was just not in a good place and I was just complaining about everything and arguing and I was I there was a moment where I was just standing in the kitchen and I was like this can't go on. Yeah. I can't I can't keep doing this. And so I was like I gave myself a little pep talk. <laughs> I was like you find some one thing that you're happy to see right now. Yeah. And it was something stupid like a little sign in my kitchen or something. Yeah. And I like took a picture of it and I posted it on Facebook and I was like, this is my smile today. Yeah. What's your smile? And, um, people responded <laughs> with pictures of their own smiles and, um, they, they liked it. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do it again. Yeah. So the next day I kept searched again and I posted it on Facebook and I finally came up with a hashtag. What's your smile. And there was a day I missed yeah. and someone messaged me and was like, they were, they said, okay? yeah, are you okay? <laughs> what, what's your smile? Um, so it developed into a habit uh-huh. and I intentionally seek out at least one thing to smile about. And some days are really, really hard. Yep. Some days, I mean, not every day is wonderful, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there was one day that it had just been a really hard day and I got home and there was a bag, half open bag of Doritos <laughs> on my counter. And I took a picture of one Dorito because they're my like guilty pleasure <laughs> and posted it as my smile. And that was okay. Yeah. I found one thing. Yeah. And I think that, I think that it changed me, and I don't think it had anything to do with social media, but I think the social media helped me be accountable. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. I start out each day thinking I have to find some joy today, yeah. and it really, like, builds momentum, right? Like because if I, it became an accountability thing. Oh, for sure. You know, it was yeah. an easy accountability yeah. where other people are going, no, because you were helping them. Right. And they were – it responding yeah keeping you and other people have started they've taken it over they are doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and they look for my smile and it's it brings me joy and i think my whole attitude is different i just approach things in a different way i don't complain and i think especially when it comes to social media i'm really careful about what i'm sharing on social media Mm -hmm. it's cultivated it's not just me complaining right i'm i'm cautious about it but I do speak up for things that I think are important. Well, and I think that's something that's, um, you have um, a way of, maybe it's just your um, training that you have, your teaching or parenting styles or training that you have too, but of delineating things into an understandable way of how things should be, you know? Like, like I really appreciated that you had your post about the, um, hey, 
seniors, when you get a card from somebody, you can respond. And this yeah. is how you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I think I think that is it is my teaching paired with parenting. Um, and I try to like my assumption always is that everyone is doing the best they can with mm-hmm. what they have. And I think when you're approaching people and, you know, you have a less than pleasant experience, if you approach it in that, with that viewpoint, this person is just doing the best they can with what they have. I think everyone wants to be successful and happy and loved and have relationships. They don't always know how. They don't know how. So that's kind of, you know, that's always been like my goal is to help people access the skills they need to be the person that they want to be. And so yeah. every once in a while, I'll notice something. I'll be like, oh, a lot of people in my circle don't seem to have this skill. Right. And so, you know, I share it from that perspective as opposed to a shaming right. perspective right. or, you know, here's a skill that maybe you might need to know about. Yeah. What are some other things that you shared? Um, there was a time when my kids were in middle school, high school, and we went to a football game. And during the national anthem, there were a bunch of kids just playing mm-hmm. and being loud. And that hurt my yeah, husband's heart. Yeah, I remember yeah. like looking at him and it just hurt his heart because to him, you know, that's a very right. like, that's part of his whole life, right? Right. Um, so I did, uh, I shared something about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here, here's what this means and why, mm-hmm. and here's how it impacts veterans or military members. And here's really what's expected. Um, I did the graduation card. I did. So I, sometimes I talk about things that like, um, just people maybe don't necessarily want to talk about. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, I do a lot of, uh, things about uh, rape culture mm-hmm. and sexual assault and mm-hmm. treating women and girls with respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's raising the level of awareness. Yeah, for things. Yeah, people just don't know. They just really don't no, know. They don't. Huh? I think I did a post uh, about the R word mm-hmm. and why that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. Um, there was something floating around on social media where people were tagging friends, like pretending they were in a mental institution, oh. and they just didn't know that yeah. how harmful that is yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah, that was just and and honestly, even along those lines, if you think back to when we were kids, so what was okay to say and exactly. whatever that we just all the time said and things is like, exactly oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I like, think. And I don't know that it's so much as like, we just, we didn't know that it wasn't okay. And it's not necessarily, you know, I I was listening to someone talk about uh, political correctness and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily, I don't know that we should call it being politically correct. I think it's, I think it's really just being a decent human and understanding that other people have needs too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's. It's a good superpower to have. I think well, other people should be uh, thinking about how they could do influence people that way as well. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and you do have a beautiful smile. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, um, I, I would love to tell you about my adventures making friends with random people. Okay, so I recently went to Michigan to visit some friends at their lake house And one of the things I like to do when I'm traveling by myself is connect with random people. Um, So 
I was flying. The man on the street interview. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or a woman on the street. Exactly. So I was, um, so this is kind of what I do. And my friends have dubbed it sapping people. Um, so I was on a flight from Salt Lake City to Michigan and I was sitting next to this guy and I was like, well, are you going home or going away? And, and he said, oh, you know, I'm going home. And he, he told me his whole life story. <laughs> this man, he's like, he does this, um, his name is Drew, and he does this uh, business, he works in business that does transportation systems like the Metro kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. and he travels all over, and his family's in Washington, D.C., and we talked about how he has all these teenagers in his house, yeah. and how they're moving to Texas, and we, I make connections with people, yeah. and, you know, we talked for that entire flight, <laughs> and then I did the same thing with Jacob from Michigan yeah. to Portland. And um, it's just so fun to yeah. get to know new people and ask them questions about themselves. It's just like I, know. I It's I, like interviewing. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> You're a natural. Yeah, you approach it with curiosity and, you know, you lift them up and encourage them when they can. Jacob was like, oh, I can't wait to tell my girlfriend about you. <laughs> It's yeah. just so fun to just uh, be willing to approach people. Yeah. And, you know, you can look around like in the airplane or wherever you are, any, yeah. any group of people and everybody's got a story. Absolutely. You know, everybody, they might be sitting there quietly or whatever, but they've all got a story. Everybody's got a story. Absolutely. Which is yeah. what you do with this podcast. Yeah. I love it. You're sharing <laughs> stories with yeah. people. Yeah. And just seeing how it's, so it's always really fun. Well, Cindy, thank you. This has been fun. I have really loved it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your life with us. And uh, yeah, off to bigger and new adventures. I cannot wait to tell you more about them later. All right. Okay. What what would you like people to say about you at your funeral? What would I like people to say about me at my funeral? You know, I think I really want to be known as a kind human Mm -hmm. who made the world a better place. Um. I shared, and I don't want to talk about it a whole lot, but I shared um, on Facebook yesterday, the day before, that this this going back this year is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna, you know, I'm a little anxious about going back to school. Um, and when a, a former parent, I had their kid. Their kid is probably late twenties at this point. <laughs> um, they shared this lovely thing about how the impact that I have on my kids and how it like has a ripple effect and I'm leaving a legacy. And that's really what I want to do. I, I, you know, I want to change the world one person at a time just by the connections I make with people. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to get there. Thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks again, listeners, for joining me for another interesting episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Recording these are so much fun. As you're listening to this one, I am in Hungary celebrating my birthday. So I can't wait to catch you up on the details of that and how much fun that was, because I'm sure it's going to be fun. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next time.